Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Behind the Group podcast. I am DJ Keo. And I am Basil Barrington, and we are back with another classic film review, a classic sci-fi film review. We are mm-hmm. talking about the War of the Worlds, the 1953 version. I think the more interesting thing is this here. This movie was made, it was released in 1953. The budget yeah. for this movie in 1953, $2 million dollars. Two billion dollars would have been crazy, um, but two what, million dollars. What's the inflation like that for that time? Like, what, what do you think that would have cost? Today's mm-hmm. money, this film would have been worth a hundred and forty million dollars. That's crazy. That is crazy. And I, I have to say, having I watched this a long, long time ago, and having rewatched it today, and like thinking about it versus today's movies, this is a crazy blockbuster movie. Like, this is on par with like. Yeah, like the, these superstar movies where it cost two hundred something billion to make, like it's it's a visually for because you got to put it in perspective. Yeah, if there's a tank there on screen, someone drove a tank, a real one, in onto the lot. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's a truck, that's a real truck. If there's a building, that's a real building. Mm-hmm. So they had to build a lot of this stuff, and you know you have it on the lot and everything like that. But like. For what they were able to accomplish in 1953, they damn well deserve to win that Oscar for special effects. They got an they, Oscar they for special effects. Mm-hmm. They were nominated and, for five Oscars in 1954 mm-hmm. for this film, and they won Best Special Effects. Yeah, they, they deserve it. Like, yeah. <clears> think about the stuff they were doing in this back then, the amount of work and effort it took to have buildings blow up and all this other stuff. Because, like, like it's it's a quantum leap like how star wars was a quantum leap in 1979 when it came out mm-hmm. versus what they're able to do now with computers and the, the lcd wall right and all this other stuff the what they did in this movie was a quantum leap for movies back then yeah like the, the having like the spaceships they're hovering and it didn't look like it was on a string it kind of looked like it's superposed that's more interesting the lasers and I was, I was cracking me up. Old movies like this, rather than people getting shot or whatever, they just disappeared. <laughs> whenever you got hit with a laser, whatever, you just disappeared. This is easier. <laughs> like, yo, listen. The okay, so how when these uh, meteors like hit the earth and they just hit in this one specific small town, Pasadena, in California, right? Mm. Um, speaking of Pasadena. Like the church version, when they shot like the when they were shooting the film, you know, the film shot. I mean, the church shot, right? That was actually shot yeah. inside of a church in Pasadena City, right? Pasadena, yeah, California, yeah. right? Everything mm-hmm. else was just the studio set. There's a lot. It you can tell because the background looked kind of <laughs> kind of fake. Right? Kind of fake, you know. And um, the skyline. So, so you know, once they you know figured out like, hey, you know, this is like here. The one mm-hmm. thing that kind of confused me was in the beginning when they were talking mm-hmm. about the Martians, right? Um, how did they know that the Martians land, their um, planet was basically being exhausted and the Martians needed to go, needed to find another planet? Well, that was the, that's from the book. Like that's the author's input right. that information. In there. Right. Um, Not the actors. Right. They, they, they guesstimated these must have come from Mars. Mm-hmm. Mars, like they didn't actually know. They were guesstimating. They have no idea where they. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't have satellites like we had today. You mm-hmm. see what's going on out there, or like the Hubble telescope. 
They have no idea where this thing came from. No, you know. They're guessing. It's got to be from exactly. Mars. And see, you know, I know this was like <laughs> 1953, but, you know, the thing with movies and TV shows, when I watch them, I'm just like, when I see things that they did not explain at all or not well, I'm just like, let us know. You know? Yeah, well, yeah. How did this happen? That's I, another part of the movie. I love the old movies. Because remember with the, the Day the Earth Stood Still, mm-hmm. they always have like a scientist or some smart person to give you background and information about what's yeah. happening. Because mm-hmm. like, you can't have like the Sylvia Van Buren, like, here's what happened with the boy. Like, you got to wait to, what's the scientists have to say? Like, you got to give it to some expert. And he's going to tell you what's going on for everybody. And I love how they explain what's well, got to be like a gravitational pull from the whatever, whatever. Like, like everyone else curve. knows what the heck he's talking about, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, okay, it's the gravitational pull. Okay, guys, let's go to the sock hop. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> <You> know, let's... <laughs> there are a lot of laugh out loud moments of this movie. The first one is, Hilarious. you know, when the three guys were like, um, you know, just manning the, the, the meteor out, you know, they were there, you know, yeah. right. And then they were like, well, <laughs> right. They were like, um, yes, exactly. Right. It, Cause you saw no black folks in this movie. You saw like a, a Latino. That's it. Right? That, was a, it, that was a big deal for cultural diversity. That right was there. a big deal. Right. And so when they were like, well, Hey, you know, maybe it wants to talk to us. Maybe we should go talk to it. And then they went and got like a white flag. Right. Yeah. And, and, and one guy was like, the one guy was saying, hey, open up. Come on, let us in there. Come on, open up. And I was just like, really? And then... I was cracking up. There's so many hilarious scenes in there. And, and then the Martians, they just opened fire. And then when those, when the other guy, the professor, uh, a forester, a forester came mm. and with the other people, yeah. and they were just like, you know vaporized you know like i know it was just like and i was just like oh man i was laughing so loud and uh so so hard on that joint and i was just like this is this is crazy and then uh, another ridiculous sort of thing is this and i i said this offline i was like okay so after all this stuff went down the professor was like um you know i'm gonna go stay in a hotel the pastor was like no you can come stay with me and his daughter mm-hmm. right that's um, his niece, his niece. Well, he's staying with a woman in their house. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that, right? And he was like, taboo. Um, hey, uh, what is there to do around here on a Saturday evening? And then the pastor said, there is a square dance later on tonight. <laughs> so the question I have for you offline was this I lost year. it. I lost, I lost it. it. The question I had for you is, have you ever been to a square dance, Keo? No. I've never seen one in person. I, I grew up down south, right? I have been mm-hmm. down south. Mm-hmm. I have not been to Square Dance before. Have you ever been to a sock hop? No, I have not. I've seen them, though. I've seen both of them, though. It's so, no, okay. And, and I was like, when he said a Square Dance, and, and I was thinking about a sock hop, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, a sock hop is more heathenistic than a Square Dance. Mm-hmm. You know? Square Dance, you have like a band doing like a, you know, call and response with music and everything. I'm, it, this was yeah. so corny, for real. Super corny. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a cha-cha Super slide. For... <laughs> and then inside of the square dance, you know, everyone's watch, the person's hearing aid, like anything that had a battery, magnet, yeah, you know, it whatever. Just stopped working. It just stopped working. And, I was, and everyone was like, hey, my watch stopped too. Hey, mine too. And I'm just like, yes, everyone's watch stopped. And the guy's hearing aid also isn't working. 
you know? <laughs> and then a professor, because he's so smart, he was like, mm, does anyone have a pen or, you know, paperclip? And then he took his watch off and saw that it was, you know, magnetized. And I was just Great like, job, yeah. <laughs> I I love the way they worked science into this movie. Yeah. Because like they had to explain things for the because the guy think about like this audience at the time hasn't heard of stuff that's common for us today. You say some kind of magnetic thing, everyone's like, all right, yeah, magnets, whatever. Back then, you know, that's like a, a, a sciencey nerd would be thinking about stuff like that. Right. Everybody else does not care. So they got to explain, well, that the spaceship seems to be floating from gravitational pull from the whatever, whatever. Like they, they had this in the, the laser beam and like they, they explain away like the, the camera light system. It's like an eyeball that looks like this. And they had to explain like how the camera would see them. It's like the little things that we just take for granted. Like, oh yeah, it's like an iPhone camera. Okay, cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they had to, they had to tell the audience. And like all the old movies do the same thing. Yeah. They have to have some smart person, some scientist explain to you what yeah. is happening and mm -hmm. how. <laughs> like the remember the little movie watching the, with the rocket, like how does this rocket work? Mm -hmm. How do we move forward in time when it went through the right. window? Like that that similar kind of stuff. Somebody smart has to be like with glasses, but like, hey, right. this is how this thing works. I love that because it's it's adorable that things that we just expect as normal today. People are like, what the hell is this? What's sorcery? Like <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, um, so the spaceships, the Martians, dude, they were just swissing people mm. up indiscriminately. Like, and eh, and eh, you know, like they tried to yeah. drop a nuclear bomb on them. I guess it was strategic. It was a strategic nuclear weapon. Oh, they, they wiped out California. California's done for. <laughs> meaning that, you know, they, they exactly, back. you know, meaning that. Um, the radiation may um, hit a five-mile radius opposed to a hundred-mile radius, right? <clears throat> but, yo, yeah, the Martians yeah. just blew that joint out of the sky. It was <laughs> That was it, right? And then they were just yeah. killing people the whole nine. Oh, here's the, here's the funniest part <laughs> of this movie is this. When a professor and the sheriff and a police officer rolled up, and they saw, like, the guys oh, yeah. that were vaporized, <laughs> and then a police officer saw the Martians... He got in this car and he left the professor and the sheriff there. He bounced. But the Martians were like, you're not going anywhere, baby. And they vaporized the car, the person. And I was just like, oh, wow. So this thing is just like they can't speak to it. Um, the way mm -hmm. the military was shooting at it, they didn't even they look like nothing. weapons. But they that, didn't even look like weapons. They look like fireworks. Yeah, that that scene when they told the military like open fire, mm -hmm. I was like, oh damn, they got tanks, they got rocket launchers, they are doing mm -hmm. everything on this. He was doing nothing. That was, that, I think that was pretty impressive. That shot with the army actually shooting at it because it looked like it was a lot of people there. It, it the, like the, as far as special effects goes, it looked like that was a lot of firepower. They showed how much firepower they had, and you know what is interesting about the movie. The movie for the first half is kind of silly. Yeah. Like, it's just it's basic. And then death and destruction in the second half. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the carnage in the second half is wild compared to the first. Like, you don't think it's the same movie. It's like a sequel or something like that. The, the first, they got square dances. He's making breakfast. This is just, just silly stuff is going on. She's screaming uncontrollable, like, just silly things. And then they're just dropping nukes and bombs on the rest of the movie. Yeah. I could, I, I, I was shocked about how violent the second. I forgot, like I've seen it so long ago, but I forgot how violent the second half of this movie is. Yeah, For, to do this back in nineteen fifty something, 
they had buildings yeah, no. collapsing on people like they had people all up in wheelchairs and mm -hmm. their arms all broken like it was a mess yeah uh, a church craved in i also think um what a coincidence that when the professor and the girl the woman found mm -hmm. this barn or yeah. farmhouse right and they were like um hey okay hey are you hungry you know next thing you know they had eggs they had uh, <laughs> bacon they had milk they had like orange juice you know they had grits um she was making pancakes i do she made like a brunch in this house yeah, that they never even brunch. went to right exactly Cinnamon toast with a little bit of sugar on top, you know? Right? It's just like, dude, like, what is going on? Salmon cakes. I'm like, yo, this is, what is up? Strawberries. I mean, like, they just walked into a barn that they didn't, it doesn't belong to them. Where's the barn? Found a cornucopia of food. Now, all of a sudden, they are making breakfast, a brunch. And sat down, too, like had a napkin, like, you know, the whole nine. I was just like, wow, okay, this is weird. That was the first half of the movie. The second yeah. half was the Swiss cheesy, you know. Death and destruction and terror. <laughs> yeah. And you know what else was uh, kind of interesting about this movie, right? And this is 1953, mm -hmm. right? Dude, yeah. no one could act back then. No way. Right, it's over. Everybody's overacting. You know. That's the, that's the classic. Everybody overacts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like, like when, she's, when she's in the uh, thing and she's screaming, he's like, put yourself together. And she's like, right. oh, okay. <laughs> just like, really? And then the, um, so the, the military, um, the world does not have an answer how to defeat these Martians, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're just sitting they're back and like shot. letting the Martians basically destroy the earth, right? Yeah, they, they wreck shop on the planet, man. They, they do not have shop. anything. These these Martians, they they ran in threes, so they were able to mm -hmm. like just you know, you know, go through different cities all over the world and just like destroy people. They started landing a lot more Martians on the um on Earth, mm -hmm. and so they were coordinated like you know just Swiss cheese in different countries up all over the place. And yeah. again, the military did not have an answer. So how yeah. does this whole war stop? Because it was kind of um bacteria. <laughs> right, but but the thing about it is how it ended, because th that's how it ended as well. It ended where mm -hmm. a ship went down and then they found out that, you know, I mean, the Martians came into this atmosphere, you know, and there was a bacteria which Americans, or I should say humans on Earth, are immune to. But the Martians yeah. were not, and that's how they got destroyed. Not because militaries from around the world figured out how to take this Martian or the Martians down, because in yeah. Independence Day they knew how to do that. Remember? Yeah, computer hacking. Right. I you know what I liked. I liked that the Martians defeated themselves rather than somebody was hacking a computer, typing yeah. in a straight line <laughs> really fast. Like I, right. I like the fact right. that they got lucky and that <laughs> saved the day instead of. Oh, somebody was hacking the hack, and right. that's how they got in there. Like mm -hmm. that's just ridiculous. Because right. realistically, if we we're if, if some other planet tried to invade us, it's a wrap. Man. <laughs> it's we ain't doing nothing. It's this is gonna be a slaughter. If someone made anybody who's advanced enough to have like a hyperdrive, wherever to fly over here, we're not we're not doing anything. Yeah, was <laughs> real talk. There is um, if someone made the latest and greatest version of the War of the Worlds. Um, opposed mm -hmm. to a bacteria destroying the Martians, 
they could upload a virus like an Independence Day, like a bacteria, but we're going to call it a virus, right? Into mm-hmm. the Martians, and they could be destroyed that way. It's the same thing. They're being destroyed by a virus, a bacteria, yeah. you know? It's the same thing, you know? So yeah. I don't know, man, but this is, um, you know, this is what, the third or fourth um, classic film we have watched. And, um, man, these classic films are I like pretty the awesome. I like the classics, man. I really do. Because you know what? They're they're more original stories and you know they they're doing amazing things with little to no money. Yes. <laughs> Compared to what we can do today. Because mm-hmm. you we're we have a uh uh we have a, a too much riches in our hands. You know what I'm saying? Like we we could you say I wanna put somebody on Mars, no problem. Got planet, <laughs> space, whatever you need in there, we got you. You do one your monster in Mars, no problem. Cook that up in the laptop. I can on my my laptop right here. I can make a monster, throw that in the in a movie. Shot in my iPhone that look just as good as anything they shot yep. nineteen whatever whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that, we we have an embarrassment of riches at our disposal with what we're able to produce. And I think that the movies in back in the day when you were you were limited to what you could do, it was most so about the storyline. And, and making an interesting story versus, well, we'll just throw a fix it in post. We'll just throw a monster in there and call it a day, and we'll just end it with explosion, uh, fight chase, and whatever, whatever. Like, it, you, it had to be more tactful and logical about how what kind of movie you're making versus today. And it shows. Like, there these movies that we, the old movies we watched, they're more interesting. They could be silly and corny, but they're still more interesting than a lot of movies I see today. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's, um, you know, what's really interesting is, you know, when you, let's just take, for instance, our iPhone, you don't have to mm-hmm. text, you don't have to type a text message. You can just like record it and the phone will record your voice and then like, you know, translate it into text, right? You can do the same yeah. thing when you're doing a web search. You can just like hit the, the microphone and it'll search, you know, you have autocomplete, mm-hmm. right? The point I'm trying to make is, oh, and and one other thing, too, um, when you talk about, like, the DJ space, right, the technology Mm -hmm. that we have as DJs could make us lazy, and that's the point I'm trying to make. All the technology Mm -hmm. we have makes us sort of lazy, you know, because we don't have to to do certain things, you know, like with DJing, you know, you may have the sync button, you know, Mm -hmm. but people don't understand that. That's not 100%. You still nudging left and right, you know, and even when you, like— even when you want um, Apple or like Google to, you know, translate your your voice into text, you still may have to go in and make some edits just to make sure that the text is solid, right? The technology yeah. is making us lazy. When you look at the film industry, right, and it's all mm-hmm. about like if you talk about Transformers and you have the big explosions and everything else and all this crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. People think in Hollywood, these writers and directors and showrunners, they think that some of this big, big bang, bang stuff is that's, that's what we want. But when you take these very rudimentary movies that were made in the thirties, the forties, the fifties, they did Mm -hmm. a lot with a small budget. Yeah. Next to nothing compared to what we have today. Right. And it just goes to show you that, yeah, you know what? $2 million in 53 was a lot of money, right? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Right. But now the film is on a national registry. You know, it did win um, mm. Best Special Effects for an Oscar, you know. The film, mm. you know, a lot of other stuff came from this film. This wasn't yeah. like the, because a lot of people were saying, 
this is the original sci-fi movie, and obviously it wasn't because, like I said before, in 1930, you had Just Imagine, you know? And then everyone else, mm -hmm. some people say the first original sci-fi was Frankenstein, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. But again, the point is, we have all this technology and we're not using it correctly. You know, you said well, that... we're relying too heavily on it. Right, uh-huh. And you're saying, you were saying that with Dune, they basically mm -hmm. went out into the desert and built the set. Yeah, they built giant sets for that right. movie. It feels see, different. Right, and see, that's where, like, again, if you have the technology, I kind of think that you also have the creativity to use that technology in a way that's going to be engaging for the end user, yeah. people like us watching movies and TV series, right? Um, yeah, and yeah. then you're asking people for money to watch this stuff. But a lot of these uh, movies and TV series that we watch, complete garbage. Well, your perfect example of this is Andor and Bobo Fett. You know, both of these two TV shows are in the same universe, technically, mm -hmm. right? Boba Fett was filmed on a, a, a LCD's wall, and Andor they built live sets and they went on location. Much better. And looking. the two shows feel night and day because yeah. of the mm -hmm. fact that they had to go on location for one of them, and the other one where they're just sitting in a room somewhere. It feels night and day. The acting is different. The tone is different. There's so much different factors because of well, they had to actually go there, and they, you know they're they didn't have. 24 hours a day with perfect lighting. They had to get this thing exactly right at two o'clock or else they're going to wait two weeks and have to film it again then. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like there's more at stake. So they took it more serious. And so the show just came out better. That's the right. Same thing with original Star Wars. They were on location. You're in the Tanzania in the middle of the desert filming this stuff. They weren't on yep. green screen or whatever. Like they were there. Yeah, and man. it feels, it feels different. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that the, the ability to just do anything at a drop of a button is kind of, it, it's hurt the quality for a lot of these things. Because your yeah. creativity is, well, we'll throw a monster in there, whatever. Like, right, exactly. You don't have to be tactful about what you're writing, what you're trying to say, how you want to convey this thing to the people. That's not important because just the, press a button, fix it in Adobe Premiere, whatever, like Avid, <laughs> it, fix it. it. It's almost like <laughs> it's almost like there. they have um, templates for this sort of thing. Like, oh, we need a monster. Use the monster template, you know? Like, oh, we need yeah. a, a villain. Use the villain template. You need a black villain or a white villain? Black, <laughs> use that template, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's there, dude. You're right. It's, it's all right there. Everything you know what I'm saying? It's a template, man. Yeah. But, um, but yo, the War, the War of the Worlds, 1953, this film was mm. crazy. I love this film. I'm, I'm totally getting it. into these 50 Great. joints, you know? These um, yes. if you go on Amazon and you type in classic sci-fi fifties, mm -hmm. they're gonna give you everything. Yeah, there's so many good movies though. So many good time. movies. What are you going to rate the War of the Worlds from 1953? I give it a nine because the scope and scale for this movie is ridiculous. Everybody, everybody takes for granted that, oh, we could put a green screen here and throw something in there. You had to do this for real. <laughs> and and to to take for like silly, you know, square dance into death and destruction reigning from above mm -hmm. is wild for a movie from 1950. That is crazy. <laughs> like yeah. they got the scale. I, I forgot how much stuff they destroyed. 
and making this movie and the different locations and the places, whatever. Like this, it it was it's high quality cinema for me. This was a, a great movie. I loved it. This was a really good movie. I am giving it a nine as well. Um, I was looking at when I was looking at this movie, I was thinking about the time travelers because the time mm. travelers had us in three or four different scenes, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at this here and I'm just like, okay, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a studio set right here. The acting There's is pretty a lot of good. The spaceships, the Martians look like in, in 1953, they look like they were like, that was high tech, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's very high tech. Right? And I'm just like, yeah. this is high tech in 53. How were they in 1953 getting these spaceships to hover over land and everything else, right? In 1953, mm-hmm. this hey, is you not guys, digital. You guys like, a lot of stuff splicing that they did, tape and everything. Yeah, but a lot of stuff they did wasn't invented or they had to rework something that, you know, was a regular thing that you do and make it into this whole thing. Like there's a scene where they had like a flashlight and like, that's a complicated thing to do, but you're still well lit, but this one spot's brighter than everything else. Right. Like the tight beam on it, like this, mm-hmm. just complicated things that we just take for granted. Like, ah, oh, just throw an LED right there, call it a day. Like they're, they're using like these tungsten lights that are like 2000 watts or whatever, like- And weigh a thousand pounds. Million degrees. Right. Mm-hmm. If it fell on you, you're gonna die. You're dead, for real, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the stuff they were working with. Like, yeah, so- It's and fascinating, that, man. It's really and that was high tech stuff back in 53, you know what I'm saying? So- Yeah. We, this was, listen, man, this is, these, again, we watched three or four uh, old classic films we have not given one of those classic films anything less than a nine, uh, 8.5. Not less yeah. than an 8.5. There's definitely terrible movies back then, but there's a lot of really good gems, too. And yeah. I think that's the factor here. Where There's more terrible movies today than there is really good movies. Yeah, that's like true, it's, man. It's basically flipped. So uh, The War of the Worlds, 1953, we both gave uh, this movie a nine because it was an excellent movie from the 50s. Mm. We're, we're really getting into these uh, classic sci-fi films, and we're going to have a lot more to, to come, too. Yeah, because... we gotta, yeah so, for sure, if you have anyone that recommendations we need to watch, leave a comment below. Let's know. Yeah. And we're uh, and I'm okay with like paying you know four dollars to watch a movie if that's yeah the case, you know that's why that's yeah. not a problem. Well, there you have it. Another episode of the Behind the Group podcast. I am Basil Barrington. I am DJ Keo. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And until next time, peace. All right.